in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I have been doing my homework for this program. Okay. I, I thought Diligently. you were just talking about homework in general. I was like, I don't. I don't see how calculus or geometry is going to solve anything here. I'm not saying it's not doesn't have real world application, mm-hmm. but I just I don't know how you you apply that to a podcast that's about streaming services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, geez, so many things I want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to save the big one for last, and I'll just run through some of these quickly. I watched a four-part episode called Evil Genius. And as I'm watching it, because I really didn't know what it was, I thought, ah, I'll just let it roll. And Evil Genius is about a case that happened in the 80s where, and you may recall it because there's video footage of it. Or maybe, could have been the 90s. wasn't the aughts. But anyway, the video footage is there's a man sitting Uh, in front of a police car. There are police around him, but not near him. And he's talking to them. And then he blows up. Just... Yes, because he has a bomb around his neck. Okay, that was my neck. Like, he just blows up because? No, he just blows up. And I just remembered seeing that footage, but it doesn't start out with that. So I was like, what is this about? And it starts out with so-and-so was a strange little girl. I was like, what? Where are we going with this? And it is about all of the people involved in what was called the Pizza Bomber. That's, that's not a very threatening name. Mm. It's fascinating in that three of the people involved, all hoarders. Hoarders, mind you. Like they just hoarders. They wouldn't throw away newspapers? Oh, my word. So it's, al- it's almost like a serial killer, but he just has a weird fetish for... So strange. Like... People that won't, you know, toss out aluminum cans? It's incredibly strange. Well, the man who made this documentary had heard about it. And uh, as he said, it, he was in between jobs. So he gets funding to make this documentary. And at the time, except for the unfortunate man with the bomb around his neck, so everyone's alive. He doesn't have a job. And instead of going out and filling out applications, he, he decides he's going to make a documentary. Yes. That uh, has never occurred to me. To no, do. it has not occurred I've to never, me. Either. I've never just been like, well, this mortgage has got to get paid. But you know what? Sharks. I'm doing a documentary about sharks. If I'd only known. Anyway, it's very well done. He talks to the, the police who were involved, FBI, and as I said, Virtually everyone involved in this is still alive, or certainly was for the documentary. And it turns out... It's probably a lot easier to do that than if I was life, like, you yeah. know what I'm going to do? A documentary about prohibition. Who can I interview? <laughs> oh, oh, no one. Oops. So, I'm assuming this is a series because they'll talk about another evil genius. But man, 
this chick, I think some of my favorite parts were her former prison mates just going off about how whack she was. This, this wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. Yeah, wiggity, okay. wiggity. She, right. um, let's see, her, her husband died via an accident. Two boyfriends Wait. she killed. Quotation fingers accident? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. She killed two boyfriends. Didn't serve any jail time for that. I feel like self defense. I feel like homicide should have mm, yeah. consequences. Uh, apparently, not in her case. Uh, it's it's very compelling. And what I did like about it is it's four episodes, so I could see the end. And much as we've talked about before with serial killer, well, she wasn't a serial killer. She's just crazy. But it is fascinating. The insanity, and when you're in these people's homes, it's just, how did you live? Because there's no way. I mean, in one of the homes, you couldn't even see the floor at all, ever. There's animal feces everywhere. There's this, there's that, and... Well, I don't I don't think I've ever been in a situation... Well, I've certainly not been in a situation, but I've never even seen one that, like, I was like, well, that... That hoarder is very organized. Like you don't see it where like, okay, if you, the, the, uh, the library in Beauty and the Beast, Mm -hmm. technically he's a book hoarder, Mm -hmm. but it's really, really like well displayed. It's set up. It's organized. Only, only instance of that kind of hoarding where I've just been like, well, you know, it's not hurting anybody. And technically like if they had kids, their CPS is not going to show up. It's okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Now, in this case with this woman, she ended up getting, I think, her master's in education. But because she just wasn't quite right in the head, um, she never could hold a job. They didn't really explain why she couldn't. They just said she was a little different. But when they show pictures of her in her 20s, she is an attractive woman clearly intelligent enough to get a four-year degree and a master's, and then just everything went down the tubes because she was crazy. Well, I mean, listen, we we all have to fight like uphill in some some cases, but I feel like being crazy is really, it's a hurdle that's really tough to climb. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. So, uh, and yet sad, they, they do, the screen does go blank when the guy blows up, but then they show him from a distance and like, <sighs> because, uh, after he blew up, they wanted to preserve the device so they could figure out who, who done it. So in order to do that, they cut his head off. Wait, his, wait, what? Yeah. His, what is that? Uh, question here. I'm raising my hand. Mm-hmm, you can't see it. Mm-hmm, it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, why does that? Why does that help identify the uh, the device? Because like they him? couldn't remove it from his body. So they just imagine one handcuff, but big enough to go around your neck. That still seems like an odds. They couldn't just you know cut around it, or did no. it? Did it have a? Did it have a zipper or a no. button? His family still very upset. Okay, let me let me put this out there. If you ever like for some reason like I've collapsed and you can't get my shirt off. Don't cut off my head. No. Okay. Uh, in their defense, he was already deceased. Right, right, right. But again, like even as like a family, like I don't, mm-hmm. 
it feels like desecration of the dead. Yeah. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Like alive definitely that's, don't that's cut off my much head. That's what they said. But I feel like my mom would be mad. Yes. If you cut off my head. Yes. Even after I was dead. And that's precisely what happened. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get that. Yes. Now, you can tell um, that the gentleman who got blown up uh, was perhaps not playing with a full deck, but did have a job and lived on his own. But struck me from the footage they showed of him that he might have been easy to manipulate. I have worked with enough people um, to say that just because you have a job does not mean that you are playing with a full deck. Nice. Like mo- more than likely you bought your set of knives off uh, off eBay and it didn't come with all of them. Yes. Like there's, there's not a full drawer of silverware like in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the case of several of these because clearly there were two people who actually could form complete sentences and thoughts. And then the others just struck me as people who were very easily manipulated. And uh, sadly, they're, they're like that, that dog in, uh, is it up? The one that's just constantly like, oh, need to, oh, oh, ball, 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 swirl. Uh, so it is interesting. It's very sad. Uh, and by the way, if you have a homemade pipe bomb on you, you don't like blow up into bits and pieces. It was kind of self-contained. And so it's it's just like he's sitting there talking and then there's a puff of smoke. And it's like you could tell that he doesn't think that this is real. Because it turns out he knew the people who did this to him and thought it was just say you have a bomb and say you have this. But apparently it really was a bomb. So it's like, it's like, okay, listen, I need you to act like I've cut your brakes, okay? Yes. I don't, I don't want the cops to think that you're just faking it. So I, when, whenever you're just careening through traffic... I want you to look like you're scared, mm-hmm. but then you actually cut their brakes and you're like, I can't stop yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Because right. he, when he goes to rob the bank, um, you know, he stops, he gets a lollipop, he's waiting in line a little bit, you know, he's, maybe he's just super, super cash. Yeah. It. He's like, and he did. I mean, it, it's horrible because you can hear the conversation and he does seem super cash. And then you just hear ticking and he says, I don't think I have a lot of time here. Oh my God! And yeah, I think I think you may be right about your assessment, like of it, because I I feel like I I are maybe there are I don't know a lot of people that wear bombs, mm-hmm. but it, I really feel like even if I had agreed to it, I'd still just kind of be a little. There would be some kind of anxiety mm-hmm. or something, something involved. In it. And what I truly don't understand, and they didn't bring this up. Um, he was to rob a bank to get a certain amount of money, and then he walks out of the bank, and the police are there, and then he sits down. What was the point of the masterminds of putting an actual bomb on him, which would in turn maybe blow up the money, too? I, how were they going to benefit from this? Or were they just messing with a guy they could mess with? That's the only thing that wasn't addressed, and that's what I took away from it. How... What was the point of having him rob the bank if you were never going to get the money to begin with? Um, I, I think you may have covered this earlier when you said that a lot of these people just aren't aren't playing mm. like with all the all the pieces of the Crazy. Lego set. 
Like, a lot of crazy. Okay, like when, when you and I, like, okay, if we were on top of a mountain, I was like, we should totally jump. You'd be like, no, we'll we'll die mm-hmm. if we do that. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Let's not jump. See, you and I have have worked that situation out so that, like, we don't die. There's no danger involved. But if I'm an idiot or, like, I, you know, the train just doesn't go all the way and I go, hey, we should totally jump. And you go, yeah, we should. And go one, two, three, butch. Yeah. I'm just, that, that, that that's kind of your, I think most logical people, like as much as, okay, I'd love to have like $300,000 mm-hmm. robbing the bank hypothetically can do that. But I'm like, oh, when they catch me, I will go to jail. Yeah. Kind and, of a downside. And I'm just like, I, sh- I shouldn't, I shouldn't rob the bank yeah. or, or I might get shot. I don't want to, I don't like being shot. Mm, no. I'm not, you know what? I'm just going to go to work day after day and get money that way. Yeah. Instead, instead, instead of robbing the bank. A lot of crazy. Yeah. So it is fascinating how the whole thing was connected and there were six people involved and that it is fascinating. It's sad and disturbing and there's a lot of mental illness involved with this, but uh, it's called Evil Genius, and I watched it. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth your time on the streaming media. Now. Right have, now. Have you Pro- watched anything? Um... That isn't superhero related. Uh huh. No. Okay. Like which, which, much to the chagrin of my wife. The big deal. What you'll be watching with your children next is the Dark Crystal dropped on Netflix. Now we had talked about. We ended up going to the movies instead, but I did mention that because Dark Crystal is one of Kristen's favorite childhood movies. Like. In the same way that, like, I I never shut up about Superman, Ghostbusters, like, or, or anything like that. I mean, you you've talked to me more than once. You you've heard I'm it. I'm aware. I don't need to list it back off of you. But this is one of this is one of her films. Both of us have a reasonable like fascination with the Henson like puppetry, Muppetry. Love the Hensons. And like the first like, if you haven't seen the first Dark Crystal, like. A, definitely see that before you watch this. No. But like, no. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's, listen, it's Maybe a, you it's a movie entire, like, the, okay, with the Muppet movies, you have humans interacting with Muppets. If I'm remembering right, there is not like an actual, like, there's no like animals, there's no human, like, they're all mm-hmm. puppets. Yes. In that movie. And it's just, it has its own flavor like because of that like the the way everything moves the way everything looks like it just you have not watched a movie like dark crystal and jim henson back in the day like as far as like practical effects went like unless you're stan winston like you couldn't you couldn't touch that stuff like it was always just this visual feast and i as i understand it there's a lot of a lot of practical effects in this new one, like I would say yes. there's there's a reasonable degree of CG, probably may, maybe not in the forefront, but like I don't think you can get by without doing anything these days without a, a modicum of of CG. A modicum. Yes. So uh, I remember when Dark Crystal came out and I remember saying that looks stupid and then never saw it. Um, I've seen 
maybe I have seen that movie. I've seen parts of it. So I I recognize they're like the big lumbering bird-like people are the bad guys. Yes. And they're not actual people. That's a, and then you have the little elf pretty things and I wanna, they're the I good guys. I want to say the, the record storybook I had of it gave it a little bit longer yeah. description. <laughs> but yes, you're, you're, not, you're not far off. Yeah. And in my mind, I also mix it up, the original film, with Fraggle Rock, something else I also did not watch. Oh, my goodness. So. Seriously. Seriously. We need to cover Fraggle Rock because I saw every episode. Wow. And, anyway. And, and the Saturday morning animated yeah, TV show that, that spun off from it. I was aware those two things existed, but because of where I was in my life, just wasn't a thing. If, if we were to go back in time to my 20s and I was going on a, a first date or something like that, um, my knowledge of Fraggle Rock and probably all things Henson would probably put the girl off from wanting to go on further dates <laughs> with me. If that, that's a good description of that's it. Hilarious. Like I did like in high school, like I did not lead with that. I wasn't just like, yo. <laughs> Have you seen the Dark Crystal? Did you know in Muppets Take Manhattan? <laughs> okay, I tell you this right? about my lack of knowledge regarding the Dark Crystal, sure. except the very, very basics. Um, going into it, I I don't know anything. I know there is a crystal. I assume it is dark. That's about you're not it. you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not that's wrong. That's about it. So um, I did read that this takes place in. Uh, it's the same problem that they're having on Amazon. It's it's Lord of the Rings, that's the movie. But this is the the time before Lord of the Rings, the movie. So this is the time before the Dark Crystal, the movie. So some of the characters, I think, are not in it, but there are creatures that are the same. So you would recognize the creatures, but it, it's not the, um, the Gelflings you've come to know and love. The... I think one of the interesting things when you're dealing with like animation and like prosthetics, like, okay, we, we know that like, okay, in force awakens, that's not the same guy that played Chewbacca in the 1977 star Wars, but because it's prosthetics, hypothetically, like you can get what looks to be the exact same person, but like, okay. In, in uh, solo, we didn't get like Harrison Ford playing him. But, like, you can make another puppet that looks just like that puppet. Like, I'm wondering why they decided to go that route. Because it mm. seems like if you're going to make a sequel or a prequel, you'd want to include characters that existed in the film or whatever it is that you're you're previously basing it on. Wow. I am now looking at the cast of the thing on Netflix. First, let me tell you my immediate impressions, and then I'll read you the cast. The first 20 minutes or so, I'm like, all right, come on, get, do something. Come on, come on, exposition, exposition. I'm, a, I'm about to be bored. Come on, come on, come on. By the end of the first episode, I got into it. It didn't grab me in the first two seconds, except to say it is beautifully done. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it is a visual feast. I, I have not got to actually watch it yet. Like, I think it's about, what, 10 parts, I would say? Probably, yeah. Um, but like the the preview for it, like in particular, you're just it's you, stunning. You cannot help but like just kind of be drawn in by the mm -hmm. visuals in it. It really is lovely. Now, 
The things that I noticed when watching it was the good guys all seem to have British accents, and the bad guys sound like drag queens. And I mean a drag queen in the classic sense of Benny Hill being a man wearing a dress, talking in a high-pitched voice, and and Monty Python. After you said the word drag queen and classic, I really wanted to, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that word combination means. I yes. need, I need to hear I mean, more. comedians, men in drag, like uh, Uncle Milty, Jack Lemon in yes. Some Like It Hot. Yes, except a bit more shrill. And when the, um, the bad guy, vulture creatures, vulture reptile which is their, I believe, in the mythology yeah. is their name. Yeah. yeah. Um, they sound like, uh, I don't like spam! <laughs> and so it's just, That's, I just hear Monty Python. I need to do a little sidebar and ask you to never do that again. Like, I'm, I don't even know if I'll listen to this episode of the podcast for fear that, like, I might not skip over that part. That was my, I, wow. I just... <laughs> I have uh, hidden talents. Sure, so, ta- talents. Yes, yes. The people in this, it now makes sense. Uh, you have uh, Mark Hamill, Helena Bonham Carter, Andy Samberg is in it. Didn't pick up on that. Simon Pegg, Eddie Izzard, like, uh, Jason Isaacs. I mean, wow. Just so many. Harvey Firestein. Um, Yes, other people who, uh, lots of fancy, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver does the um, the narrator at the that's, very, very beginning. That's actually kind of ridiculous. Yes. Di- wow, and I could Netflix just go on really and does, on and on. Has got all of the money. Yes. Well, that Disney doesn't have. So, the, <laughs> again, for me... I'm just hearing it's particularly I'm hearing the Monty Python sketch other than the spam sketch or it's when the old ladies are are being the the toughs the street toughs and they're knocking over the telephone booths that's the the cackling and types of behavior I am hearing and taking in with this and now I realize one of those voices is Mark Hamill and one is a- Andy Samberg. And so I'm going to have to listen again. But there's just a lot of screechiness. It is not, clearly it's not poorly acted, but I just have that in my head. And I find that distracting to me. Now, not for nothing. Like n- None of the names that you mentioned are like nobodies. And Mark Hamill certainly is not a nobody. But like... That guy has an animation like resume Mm -hmm. as long as my arm, like the Joker and Batman, the animated like he has done ever like everything like I mean, as 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 much as like I'd say, at least like just as an actor, like he probably never got a better role than Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. But like this guy is basically like. The, the Ian McKellen of the animation world. Like, it's just, he's... Dare I say, the Mel Blanc. Sure, well, yeah. yeah. I, I, would even, I would even go that yeah. far, yeah. So, you've got great talent here. It is a beautiful thing to watch. But again, perhaps because I did not see it at a tender age, uh, I am enjoying it, but I see it in terms of 
this uh, they're they're a mix of Hobbit and elves. Um, this is Lord of the Rings, and we're getting everyone to go on the journey. Well, and keep, keep in mind as well when the initial film was made. This is also a world that said the Lord of the Rings wasn't an unfilmable book. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I, through the benefit of hindsight, know that that is not true. But Correct. like, if you will look through like the history of trying to get a Lord of the Rings movie made, like just a lot of people tried very unsuccessfully. And like Lucas even wanted to get the rights to that book. But I think whenever he got some kind of resistance from the the Tolkien estate that's when he made Willow which even when you start breaking it down like you're like he just started changing words in the synopsis for Lord of the Rings <laughs> he's like ring uh changed to a baby uh what is that yeah her uh I don't know Morgana no no that that's already a thing we'll have to uh Bathmorda yeah 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 that's what we'll name her like <laughs> like I really think that he just he takes like white out and he's just like yeah put that name in there yeah, that's hilarious good. man what Aragorn man Mardigan there we go. Same thing. So um, it it is, uh, what do I want to say? You know where they're headed with a lot of these types of characters because they're, they're very much a stereotype in that this is this kind of race and this is that kind of race. So you have this moralistic backbone to it, which is not a bad thing, but it's something that you're going to recognize. Yeah. And uh, I can't say it's a laugh riot. It is extraordinarily well done. For me, I just, I get bored easily. I just wanted to get past the exposition. I just want to, let's start doing something. So it took at least a half an hour and or the first episode to start doing something to make me want to watch it more. So yes, now I I thoroughly enjoy it. I said to my children, Hey, let's watch the Dark Crystal together as a family. And Anna Grace said, "Oh, I've seen the trailer, and those creatures look horrifying." Pass. So uh, I'm going to approach that again because I think they would enjoy it, and/or I'm curious to see what they would say. Well, I, I like I think as you mentioned, you didn't have the benefit of any kind of nostalgia Mm-mm. for it, and. I don't like that film is not one that seems to have a like kind of a okay every like five to ten years it seems like there's a new iteration of the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. like I had my version like my my younger cousins had their version like my sons have their version but like I, I don't feel like Dark Crystal has kind of had that resurgence until really just now and there's about a 30, 30 year disconnect between the the original movie and this. So, like, I guess they kind of are coming into it with with fresh eyes. Yes, they would. And it's um, it is lovely. So it but it is just what you think. It's uh, it's the age of resistance. It is prior to a new hope in that they're just building the resistance. And that, we, and, and resistance is not futile. No, it is not. So it's just, it starts with one person finds out something is wrong and having to convince others and, you know, and so on and so forth. So uh, now that I realize Helena Bonham Carter's in it, I understand why everyone sounds like a posh British lady. And Because in fact. They are. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, now it is well done and enjoyable. 
Netflix did announce, like it's not it, like I think they're still in the the writing process, but the same animation studio that did uh, the Castlevania series for Netflix is also doing what's being described as a a a follow up of the uh, He Man cartoon that was very popular and like I and I was in the bag for this mm-hmm. like but before. Before, like, I got into Batman, before, like, I, I got into a lot of the stuff that, like, I'm still into, four-year-old, like, five-year-old me was hardcore into that He-Man cartoon. And I guess it's picking up right where that show ended, but the way that they're describing it is saying, like, all that stuff you didn't get to see because, like, Man-at-Arms was like, well, kids... And the moral of today's story is we should always count on our friends because together we can achieve more. They're like, you're getting to see those fights when see he man has a magic sword like mm. of power. Like you really no, never, of course he you does. never saw him like drive that into somebody's chest. Like you, uh. they're saying like all that stuff as a kid that like when you had those toys, this cartoon is going to be like the the, the box art on those things like. It looked like something out of the original, like Conan novels. Mm-hmm. Like it was just hardcore. Then when you got into the cartoon, like it was this kind of fun, like filmation, like the uh, the 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 Super Friends. Mm-hmm. It was very Super Friends in its animation. There was like nothing was brutal was going on. Like it was a Saturday morning cartoon. At the end of the day, there was always a moral and evil. Evil lost. Well, I assume that eventually evil will lose. I will say. It flitted across my mind as the characters, because the characters, of course, they're characters with names, but they're also different races that live on on this planet, whatever, this space. And uh, <laughs> You covered that. Hit that yeah. one out of the park. Yeah, because apparently they're not going to say Mithra because it sounds like Mithril, so they're just calling it Thra. Or maybe so, it's it's like whenever, like, you're the guy that says, let's order some za, but you mean pizza? Yeah, I hate like those that. kind of people. It's, it's like slang like that, yeah, but for no. this place. So what did strike me was, oh, so these creatures, they're the, uh, they, they know Luigi. They sound Italian, like stereotypical Italian. They're not even speaking words I can understand, but they're not speaking Italian either. And they're podlings. Man, I think you nailed that one on the head. Like when I think of like offensive Italian-American stereotype, Mm -hmm. Luigi is, I mean, mean, Mario's brother can come no closer to being an offensive Italian-American stereotype that, I mean, just, you nailed it, nailed it. So there are, uh, it is not unlike Phantom Menace. In that, with each different type of, I don't. No, per- let me yes. let me just say this: you want people to watch this, right? This is this is a binge, correct? I'm, that's what I'm getting. I think from it this. is. I think it is a binge for most people, and I am enjoying it. And I because I really don't know how it's going to end because I realize it takes place prior to the movie that I don't recall or haven't seen. Uh, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with it, but. It does make me think of uh, Monty Python and Phantom Menace in a weird kind of way. That's probably the first time anybody has made a comparison using both of those mm-hmm. things simultaneously. And yet that's really, uh, that's what I'm picking up on it. You say Peep is going to die? 
I don't know if you remember this. That film was not beloved upon release. Yes, I know. And one buckets, of my coworkers loves it because she loves Jar Jar Binks because of his ears. So all day today, I had to miso this and miso that because I just couldn't stop myself. Well, I mean, my six-year-old loves that movie, Which too. was your fault for letting them see it. Listen, I am a completionist. No, they're, they're... no, Adam, you had a choice to make. I made that choice. I didn't tell them it existed. Okay? I made that choice. Okay. Mason and I have had the discussion before, and when he told me what the best Star Wars movies are, I almost had to walk out of the room. Exactly. Because if if your if your conversation about Star Wars does not begin with, well, obviously Empire, I almost, I almost am not listening. Okay, it's no, hard to no, even. I'm not even listening after. After, exactly. after you do that. Like, if you're ever like, Attack of the Clones is vastly... Like, no, it's I just, not. I can't, I can't no. do it. I can't but do it. But you see, I also understand if you show a four, five, six-year-old child one of those films, they might like it. Well, here, here is what I think Lucas was doing when he, he highlight the, the episode numbers. Kids can count. And if I if I show them four, five, and six, and they know that Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker are seven, eight, nine, and I only show them part three, they're just going to be like, "Wait, hold on, one, mm-hmm. two, wait, where are episodes one and two? And I'll be like, "There are no, there's no episode one and mine two. never questioned it because they were Roman numerals. I have and they were little kids. I have taught my kids to. Think about things Again, and question. You my did, fault. It's you my, didn't have yeah, all of them when they oh, were man. four, five, six. I'm, just, I'm questioning that. I'm really questioning that. I'm just being like, maybe blind obedience is a great thing. Tell you thing. what, I have, I have another one. No, nope. I'm, I'm gonna roll that dice. See, see where it lands. All I know is one day the elder child comes home. She's in seventh grade and asks me. Why her friends are talking about Star Wars and saying the phrase Jar Jar Binks because she knows Star Wars and has no idea who that is. And my response was, clearly, their parents didn't love them enough. Or that's not really Star Wars. Their parents chose poorly. Anyway, we're reviewing A Dark Crystal, which I think is very much binge-worthy. It's... It does have some gross stuff. The Foley artist had a great time. Just, a, you know, imagine like a foot getting stuck in mud and the noise it makes when you pull it out. I'm guessing that's what they used for when the, the, the peeper uh, pulls an eyeball out. And of course, there has to be a spider, but it's called a spitter. But in my mind, I'm hearing a Megamind saying spider. So I watch it through a different lens. Henson influence productions or, or, or productions themselves have always had. Um, I will remind you that Labyrinth also featured the bog of eternal stench. Yes. And I realize that had I had seen that as, a, as a, an older adult, I would have recognized it for the, the drivel that it is. But considering the Labyrinth? age. Wait, wait, wait. But considering. What? Wait. The age that I saw it, I was. Very impressionable. And man, Bowie. Bowie. Okay. I mean, I was, I love Labyrinth, but I think if I had seen it the first time at like the age of 30, 
I would have said, wow, Bowie looks great. What a dumb movie. But no, I didn't do that at all. It's like, oh, I have to watch that again. Oh, I have to watch that again. I would go and live with him, blah, 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 blah. So, well, you, you and I obviously watched it in very different <laughs> mindsets because I was like, this is fascinating. It's like Wizard of Oz. Like, No, I didn't cross it. But, mind. well, okay, I was, I was also, I want to... I want to say that's like 86, 87, something like that. Uh, so I was I was probably around like six or seven when I first watched it. And I was just like neat because I loved the hints and stuff. Yeah. As I I've watched it when I get older. when I when I watched it, it kind of in the same way that Ghostbusters plays very differently to a four year old mm-hmm. and a 21 year old. <laughs> Labyrinth is also that type of movie. Yes, that it you're just like strangely disturbing. You're like neat puppets. Who's that? Is he? What's that? And now I see it, and I'm like David Bowie. You <laughs> son of a gun! <laughs> Look at you! Look at you! Uh, baby stealer! Dance! Dance! <laughs> magic dance! <laughs> anyway, what a great outfit. So, um, by the way, that's very popular for people to cosplay that David Bowie outfit. But we're not talking about Bowie. I'm gonna. I'm we're gonna go ahead and about say Dark Crystal. Really just pick any outfit david bowie ever wore perfect halloween costume exactly um it's probably going to be form-fitting i wouldn't call them comfortable but you will get attention yes so um i think the dark crystal would be certainly no problem 10 and up if you have a real squeamish kid or maybe these scary vultury reptile things I could see some kids might be bothered them, bothered by them. Maybe if they're five or so. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, you know, you, that. It, you have to know your kid for that. I would have let mine watch this at the age of five or six, but yours might not be into it. But for the most part, family fair and extraordinarily and beautifully done. And I can only imagine the 10,000 years it took to put this all together. But it is, it is an, an excellent piece of work. In that, um, in that all of the vulture reptile people sound like Monty Python. Anyway. That's also, that that's also mildly influenced it, yeah. by Phantom Menace. Yes, right. very much so. Right. So uh, try to watch it now, because I know now that's how Adam will see it, which is I mostly why yeah. I said it. You won't yeah, be able to probably. unhear it. I can't. I just, it, the ideas keep floating. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Anyway, uh, that was the big one on the Netflix. And I know I watched something that was just incredibly horrible. And I couldn't get past the first episode. And then I have apparently erased it from my memory. It was that bad. I, I think that is your brain going into survival mode. Mm-hmm. And just that you you can, you have the sense memory of it. But you don't have actual memory of it because of the trauma that you experienced. Yes, that is precisely what happened to whatever it was. Because I thought, oh, this is definitely a cringe. I need to remember that I tried to watch this because it was just that bad. And uh, it's gone. Anyway. (laughs) It's the same. Like if if you eat, you know, a bad piece of fruit and your stomach vomits it back up. Mm -hmm. It's just like that. Just Mm -hmm. like that. Just like that. So I look forward to watching something fabulous for next week. Oh, I remembered it. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. I'm going to make this fast. Carnival Row, Amazon Prime. It's got Orlando Bloom. You got me right there. Legolas is in it. 
And it's got a girl that looks like a dragonfly, kind of. And I think they solve crime. I'm in. Until I watched it. It is ponderous at best. Again, there's some sort of war with the fae, the fairy people, and there are other creatures involved, but there's some sort of war, and then there's some sort of pact that doesn't turn out well for the fae, and Orlando Bloom solves crime, but he's friends with them, but most people aren't, and it's very, uh, very, uh, very much a a class struggle, the, the fae have no rights, yada, yada, yada. It should be so much better. It's like, you know how Game of Thrones, um, where's the one land that the sun never shined and everything was always dirty? Winterfell. Yes. It's like Winterfell, but it's, but most of them have British accents. And it's more like 1800s kind of dress. I'm going to be quite frank. I kind of wish I had a British accent. Uh, yeah. uh, and um, it, it is pedantic. And it's it, the problem is it's boring. Now, I didn't stay for the dragonfly on dragonfly midair sex scenes, which apparently are there. And That's, they're not actual dragonflies. They're they're fey. They're, they're like minotaurs in that they're yes. like half and half. Apparently that's supposed to, there's a whole thing about that. And uh, so I'm guessing it's going the Lord of the Rings um, full on nudity route. But it was just so boring to me. I, I want the box art for the eventual DVD release to contain everything that you've said. I <laughs> I stopped at the dragonfly on dragonfly. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's, it's pedantic and boring. Like, like, like they put an ellipsis. It's like, it's pedantic <laughs> and, and boring. boring. Like, <laughs> and it's just, everyone looks dirty except for Orlando Bloom's face, which is beautiful. I, I don't think it can. I think it immediately reject, mm -hmm. rejects like dirt and like. Any any kind of facial imperfect, like if a pimple tried to go on there, it would just be shot by an arrow from his bow. Yes, don't touch my braid. Boom. It tells people who I am. Look, look with your elf eyes. Yeah. Uh, wait, does he have elf eyes? No, he and doesn't have the okay, braid. Wait, you know what? He does. He, he does. does. He does. Everywhere he goes. When he was uh, in Elizabethtown, he had elf eyes. He did. So maybe, maybe a few episodes in, it gets interesting. I. I was slogging my way through this, and I was mildly excited. It's like, oh, uh, this could be fun. There's a dragonfly girl thing, and Orlando Bloom, and he solves crime. Oh, that's right, because there's a serial killer called, wait for it, Jack, and he only kills the magical creatures. <gasps> it's so I really feel like instead of this, Amazon should have pursued a, let's call it Legolas series. Like yes, and, and I would have liked it more, and Andor would have heard of it or watched it. Um, so, all I can say regarding Carnival Row is uh, watch Good Omens again because if you haven't seen it, you're doing yourself a disservice. I cannot recommend this at all. That's but I haven't seen the entire series. 
maybe it becomes wonderful. But I don't like you're not middled on it. You're not like, well, I wasn't off put like <laughs> you literally just told me. I cannot recommend this at all. I cannot. Like, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't see a television series, like, just midair, like, doing a 180 and just being like, holy cow, total dreck for the first five <laughs> episodes. Somehow or another, the last five are brilliant. Some of the Maybe? greatest scripted television that I've ever seen. Yeah, no. Uh, and, again, that would be amusing if Amazon Prime would put this as an ad saying, can't recommend this at all, Jane Ellen. And then, and I, I it's still boring. Think, I still think the it's pedantic and boring <laughs> is the, that's the one, that's the one that goes on the very bottom, like, and it's, some of it's in capital letters. And I, I don't, I don't get, I guess it's a carnival because some of them are freaks. I don't know. It's just, <clears throat> so that's Carnival Row well, on Amazon we Prime. we can't put that mm-hmm. on the... It does not translate well to box art. Yeah. So hard pass on that. Sorry, Orlando. And then you have um, Dark Crystal, very watchable, and Evil Genius. Not so much for the kids, but Chris would like it. Evil. Evil. And that's it for Binge or Cringe. Thank you for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.